The Cigar Dave Show podcast is presented by Diamond Crown. Sit back, relax, pour a drink, and light up a Diamond Crown as you begin the show with the general, Cigar Dave. This This is CCRN, the Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the cigar city of Tampa, Florida, USA. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the general. Well, it has been an extremely busy week. There is no ifs, ands, or buts. Thursday was a huge day for the cigar industry. We'll get into that in just a few moments. And yesterday, an attempted coup. I love a good coup. Every now and then, a good coup is exciting. And in Turkey, the military tried to overthrow the current government. And they went about it all wrong. This general knows all about coups. If you're going to do a military junta, if you're going to commence coup maneuvers, the first thing you do is you gotta capture the leader. You gotta whack him, or you gotta put him into exile. If only I could have been there to instruct them, they would have gotten rid of the extremely Islamif- uh, Islamif- Islamic-leaning government of the uh, current Turkish president. But that's a topic for another day. Long-ass greetings and salutations. A long-ass snappy salute. Semper delictatio. Always pleasure. America's alpha male front and center. Long live the alpha here at Command Center Alpha and Humidor 1A. We welcome you to join us today. Nationwide cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines and anti-enemy of pleasure hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. That is 877 877- 328-3007. And Lieutenant says, I mentioned a big day. We have much going on, too, that we will get to. Second hour, Rich Krudick, Davidoff USA, the VP of Marketing, will join us. Brand new Davidoff. They have been on a roll. Brand new Davidoff cigar that is going to be introduced called the Davidoff Yamasa, using a uh, Dominican tobacco. Beautiful cigar. I've had numerous samples. We'll get to that. But Thursday was a huge, huge day for the cigar industry. The cigar industry. The FDA. The showdown years in the making. The enemies of pleasure continue their assault on your freedoms. This time, we fight back in the courts. And the three trade organizations, the Cigar Rights of America, the Cigar Association of America and the International Premium Cigar and Pipe Retailers Association launched umpteen Hellfire missiles from a remote-controlled drone by filing in the D.C. District Circuit Court a lawsuit against the FDA. Now, I want to, before I get into this lawsuit, I reviewed all 40 pages, and it is very detailed, it is very intricate, it is very technical, it is very complicated at times, but I'm going to simplify it. But I want to go back, first of all, and give you a little history. 
Because the cigar industry as we know it today, if this rule stands, the FDA's deeming rule, which they released May 5th of this year, if it stands, the cigar industry we know it is history. The boutique cigars that you love, they're gone. The industry would be subject to massive amounts of user fees, of regulation. This would wipe, this would hurt even the largest of cigar manufacturers. Nobody would be spared. Not General Cigar, not Altatus, not Davidoff, not the smallest boutique, not LT Ton de Bronze or Tabanero Cigars, a 5 6 roller operation here in the Cigar City. Nobody would be spared. But let me give you a brief history. Let me go back in time. If we look at uh, 2009, Congress and, uh, and Bolshevik Obama, not Barack Obama, Bolshevik Obama, signed, passed, and, and Bolshevik Obama signed the Family Smoking Prevention and Tobacco Control Act of 2009. And in that act, it gave the FDA authority for the first time to regulate and oversee cigarettes and the tobacco industry, the cigarette industry. And there were numerous restrictions. There were restrictions on being able to launch new brands, a litany of regulation. Now, the large cigarette companies, Big Tobacco, they loved it because what this essentially did was wipe out all the smaller guys that were taking market share away from them. So Big Tobacco, thriving today. They can afford the legislation. They've got in-house counsel. They've got in-house legal teams. No problema. But part of that regulation, part of that Tobacco Control Act of 2009, which we will refer to as the TCA, and there's going to be a lot of acronyms that I will get to, but part of the Tobacco Control Act allowed the FDA at a future time to propose a rule to deem other tobacco products, including cigars, under their purview and jurisdiction. Now, when Congress did this, They wanted to make sure there were two big areas that they wanted to make sure, that they really included that for. They didn't just put it in there for the sake of putting it in there. There were two primary areas that they were looking at. The first was to ensure that the FDA had the authority to address issues of particular concern to public health officials, especially the use of tobacco by young people. That's the first thing. Now, Cigars and premium cigars are not consumed by underage youth, by young people. Now, when I say young, to me, anybody under the legal age of 18, some states is is now 19, it's going to 21, which is absurd, topic for another day. But when I say somebody that's young, we talk about underage consumption. When was the last time you saw a 12-year-old, a 14-year-old, an 8-year-old, a 16-year-old, walking into your cigar retailer, picking up a Monte Cristo or a Diamond Crown or a Davidoff or even a bundled cigar and plopping down 3 to 20 or $30? The answer is never. Number one, young people do not smoke cigars. And number two, no tobacconist or retailer in this country would sell them those cigars And I've been to hundreds of retailers across this country. Trust me when I tell you, the last thing they want to do is sell to somebody underage. Not going to happen. And I've witnessed people coming in 
One guy came in. I'll never forget this. He was 17 and I think uh, 363 days or 364 days. He was going to turn 18 the next day. And the tobacco store said, by law, I can't do it. Tomorrow when you're legal, come back in. And I have witnessed that. So the first thing is, Congress said, we want to make sure that if you deem other tobacco products, including cigars, that there is a youth access problem, which there isn't. Congress also said that we must continue to allow the sale of tobacco products and cigars to adults, but with measures to ensure they're not sold or accessible to underage purchasers. So when Congress did this deeming, additional deeming provision, they did so to make sure that, number one, there is no problem with uh, nicotine addiction, and number one, no problem with underage youth addiction. Cigars don't have that issue. So that was in April, uh, or that was uh, back in 2009. So it gave the FDA authority. Well, once you give the FDA authority, you know it is strictly a matter of time, strictly a matter of time until the FDA comes along some bureaucrat and says, you know what, we are going to flex our bureaucratic muscle and we're going to go after because they want prohibition. There is no ifs, ands, or buts. The FDA wants prohibition, but legally they can't enact prohibition. What's the next best thing? Make it so difficult for the industry to survive under the weight of bureaucratic paperwork and bureaucratic filings and legal expenses and fees that you essentially crush the industry and it shrinks. And by the FDA's own admission, when they proposed back on April 25th, 2014, the deeming rule to subject cigars to the Tobacco Control Act of 2009, they admitted in their own filing, they admitted that roughly 50% of the industry could go bye-bye. The premium cigar industry would be gone, vanished. They loved it. That's what they wanted. But the FDA on uh, it took two years. People could submit comments. The Cigar Rights of America, the Cigar Association of America, the International Premium Cigar and Pipe Retailers of America, the manufacturers, consumers, you and I, we filed comments to say there is no underage youth problem. People don't smoke cigars for nicotine. People enjoy them in moderation. They should not be regulated. Every single argument and study and fact that was put before the FDA, they gave the industry, they gave consumers, they gave everyone who enjoys cigars, the royal salute, and said, screw you. We don't care what you say. Now, they said it in, in language a little bit more pleasant, but that's the effect of what they did. And on May 5th of this year, two years after their proposed rule to deem cigars subject to their regulations and their oversight, they published the final deeming rule, and there were five different areas that went after cigars now, when we come back, I'm going to tell you the five key areas of the deeming rule and what the industry has done in the lawsuit that was filed on Thursday. And even if you don't smoke cigars, and this is very, very important, and I want those of you that are listening right now, because I know many of you do not smoke cigars. I get, In fact, I got about five emails this week from people saying, General, I picked up your show, or I've been listening to you for a few years. I don't smoke cigars, but I, I enjoy your enjoyment of life and pleasure. I enjoy hearing the passion you have, not just about cigars, but of talking about other life's great pleasures. And they may like the, the libations. They may like the grilling segments and components. They like the fact that we take on the enemies of pleasure in the government when they overstep their bounds. And believe me, 
You all know this. I sound like Trump. Believe me. Believe me. When I tell you the government and the bureaucrats have overstepped their bounds. We know they have. So, on Thursday, the lawsuit was filed. And many of you that are listening now, I know for facts, say, yeah, listen, okay, it's a lawsuit. I don't really want to get into it. Who cares? I'll tell you why you got to care. Because if you think, and I've said this repeatedly, infinitum, the last umpteen years, if you think the FDA's done with cigars, I'll tell you what's coming next. Soda. And after that, the caffeine in your coffee. And I have proof that they're coming after soda. Because a phony study was just released. And what's the first thing that all the FDA and all these these enemy of pleasure groups, what's the first thing they always do? They always find bogus studies to release, even if they're not true. They release them. The, The lazy media, lamestream media, I like to call them the lazy media, because the lazy media will just report Whatever the the study says, and the next thing you know, everybody takes it for truth, even though it could be absolutely fictitious, and we've seen it over and over and over again. So if you like coffee, you drink caffeinated coffee, if you like soda, you like your, your steaks, you like grilling, pick a product. I don't care what it is. If the FDA can oversee cigars, they'll come after your caffeine. They'll come after your Starbucks, your Tim Hortons, your Dunkin' Donuts, your Maxwell House. They'll come after your meat, and they're going to come after your Mr. Pib, your Diet 7-Up, your, your Coke, your Pepsi, your Mountain Dew. Guaranteed. This is why you should listen, because the case that was the, the rule that was enacted by the FDA is absolute government overreach. And the FDA knew it. But remember one thing about the government. The government has endless supplies of money. They have endless supplies of lawyers and bureaucrats. And they figured, let's just, let's just enact this law. It's up to the cigar industry to challenge us. And they knew damn well that there would be a court case. They knew it, but they didn't care. Because they have all the attorneys they need. It's going to cost the cigar industry a minimum of a million and a half dollars. $1.5 million. Minimum just to file this and get this lawsuit going. What does it cost the FDA? Well, it costs the FDA nothing. It costs you, the taxpayer, big bucks because we're funding this operation. We're funding these bureaucrats. And I'm sick of it. And you're sick of it. And the cigar industry was sick of it. And that's why they filed this suit. And when we come back, we're going to go into the specific areas of this lawsuit because the FDA acted like a giant bully to the cigar industry. Boutiques, mom and pops, family-owned companies. This isn't big tobacco we're talking about. These are small businesses which make this country go. And we always hear the president or presidential candidates, we need to protect small businesses. Well, the FDA doesn't give a rat's ass. And when we come back, I'm going to tell you exactly how the FDA overstepped their bounds and what the cigar industry is doing about it with this lawsuit. We will continue, lieutenants. It is the cigar industry versus the FUDA. If you miss any of the general show, you can catch up anytime with the Cigar Dave mobile app. Presented by Diamond Crown. Listen to the most recent show simply by opening the app with our continuous replay. Or you can download a podcast of a past show. Search Cigar Dave in the App Store to get it.
1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Traditional line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. Alpha's a big event taking place in the Buffalo Theater of Operations, Saturday, August 13th, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. It is the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the water, one of the great events of the year at the Buffalo Riverworks, downtown Buffalo. This is an all-inclusive VIP ticketed event. From the time you walk in into the time you leave, you will enjoy great cigars, including six premium Rocky Patel cigars, including the new Rocky Patel 55th making its worldwide debut. We'll have a full Alpha Lunch Buffet, including Salem Smokehouse Buffalo Dogs, a carnivore carving station, paella with meat and seafood. It's going to be fantastic. You will have drinks, including five different craft beers from Hamburg Brewing. We will have samples of Woodford Reserve, Old Forster, Jack Daniels. You'll get a commemorative gift. Go to CigarDave.com. Get your tickets now. The Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the water, Saturday, August 13th, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Buffalo Riverworks in Buffalo. We will see you there. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium Diamond Crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium Diamond Crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or Diamond Crown Lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. To the courtroom. The people are real. The cases are real. This is the cigar industry versus the FDA. So on Thursday, correction, actually it was Friday. I made a mistake. It was supposed to be uh, uh, filed Thursday, but actually it was Friday, so I'm corrected. Just, just dawned on me. But yesterday morning, yesterday morning in the 
U.S. District Court for the District of Columbia, the Cigar Association of America, the International Premium Cigar and Pipe Retailers Association, and the Cigar Rights of America plaintiffs versus the United States Food and Drug Administration, the United States Department of Health and Human Services, Sylvia M. Burwell in her official capacity as Secretary of HHS, and Robert Califf, M.D., in his official capacity as Commissioner of the FDA, the suit was filed. Now, let me go over the five areas, key areas that we talked about here, which are very important. And this is going to take us a while to go through. So we'll finish this segment, and I'll get into it next segment. Then I will get into litation, and then Glenn Loop from the Cigar Rights of America will join us. But there are five different areas. The first is what's called predicate date. The predicate date is the FDA's date, a grandfather date of February 15, 2007, which subjects cigars uh, to more intrusive regulations than cigarettes and smokeless tobacco. Essentially, that is the date that a brand must be on the market to be able to be continued to be sold after August 9th of 2016, of next month. Unless you can file what's called an SE filing, a substantive, substantial equivalent, a substantial equivalent, meaning you can show that the brand that you have or the blend is similar to the blend that was on the market February 15, 2007, but it has to be the same sizes. It has to be the same type of box. Now think about this. How many hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of brands were filed were launched, not filed, but were launched between February 15, 2007 and today. I mean, we're probably talking about uh, 2,500, maybe more. So the first thing they went after, they, they, they want to challenge is the predicate date. When I come back, we'll tell you about the other four things. User fees, lack of a cost-benefit analysis the FDA didn't do. The FDA didn't consider option two, which was to exclude premium cigars from regulation and warning labels. FDA wants bigger warning labels. So when we come back, we're going to get into this, the meat of this lawsuit. It is the cigar industry versus the FDA. And I feel far better today than I did Thursday now that this lawsuit has been filed. We'll continue around the corner. The 2016 Alpha Pleasure Fest on the Water is set for Saturday, August 13th at Buffalo Riverworks in the Western New York Theater of Operations. This day of Alpha Male Pleasure Maneuvers is presented by Rocky Patel Premium Cigars and includes delicious food, great libations from Jack Daniels and Hamburg Brewing, and premium cigars from Rocky Patel. Get your tickets now for the 2016 Alpha Pleasure Fest on the Water at CigarDave.com. Hi, this is Rocky Patel. If you're a beginner or if you just enjoy a great mild cigar like I do in the morning, I suggest you try the Vintage 99. This seven-year-old Connecticut wrapper delivers a creamy, mild Smooth flavor, it's very, very balanced on your palate, and it absolutely is delightful. Tons of flavor, a perfect draw, and an incredible ash. This cigar is smooth. It will entice you to enjoying 
more and more of the vintage 99s. It's just a nice, great, balanced, smooth cigar. Look for it, the oldest Connecticut shape in the market today. I'm Rocky Patel, and I promise you, nobody works harder than we do to make you a great quality cigar. Come visit us at RockyPatel.com. Surgeon General warning, cigar smoking can cause cancer and heart disease. General's warning. Listening to Cigar Dave talk about the FUDA will cause you anger and you'll want to overthrow the career bureaucrats. Long live the Alpha. Yeah, we need a we need a military coup here in the US. We need to overthrow the Obama administration and all the bureaucrats. I'm 100% for that. By the way, next hour I'll talk about the just what a disaster in Turkey. If you're going to execute a military junta, a military coup, there's just certain rules you have to follow to make it work properly. And so we'll go through that because how they allowed, first of all, you got to get the, the president first and foremost. You got to whack him or you got to put him into exile, one of the two. But we'll go through a step-by-step checklist on the proper way to conduct a military coup. And the Turkish government... Under uh, the current president, bad news. Absolutely bad news. No friend of the U.S. Been very, very difficult. But, of course, Obama and Hillary, first thing they do, oh, we got to support democracy. This guy has been doing everything to shutter democracy in Turkey. But we'll get to that in the second hour. want to go back to the Cigar Association of America, the IPCPR, Cigar Rights of America, versus the FDA. Now, five key areas of the FDA's deeming rule, which allows the FDA to oversee and regulate cigars, including premium cigars. So the first thing we brought up is the predicate date. The second thing is user fees. The third item that is being challenged, lack of cost-benefit analysis. The fourth thing is what they call option two, which is failure to consider. Option two, there are two options the FDA proposed. One, they regulate the entire industry, which is exactly what they did. Or option two would carve out premium cigars. Because premium cigars are consumed by adults. It's not a problem with kids. It's not addictive. But they just put option two in as a ruse. That that was a complete just joke. They didn't consider it for a second. And then the last thing is warning labels. The FDA wants even bigger warning labels. So let's go through the different counts in this lawsuit. All right, the first count is the predicate date. And what it says is violation of the Administrative Procedure Act. The Administrative Procedure Act, the FDA's actions regarding the predicate date and the substantive, substantial equivalence process are arbitrary, capricious, an abuse of discretion, and not in accordance with law and exceed FDA's regulatory authority. Now, when we talk about the predicate date, I brought that date up again. If a cigar is, was not on the market as of February 15, 2007, and you are a boutique cigar, you're a new man, or a regular large manufacturer, and your cigar was launched on February 16, 2007, you got a problem. Because what you have to do now is either change the blend or show that there was a blend 
substantially equivalent with the same sizes and same type of boxes as of February 15th, 2007. Now, let me ask you this. Let's say hypothetically, let's just say for one example that you've been paying your taxes at the tax rate, let's just a flat, let's just say 15%. The IRS from 2007 until 2016 said, whatever you make, you got to pay 15%. And you paid your taxes every year. On time, you haven't had any issues, no, no problem. But then the, F, the IRS comes out and says, along with Congress, saying, well, we want to, we're proposing a rule that everybody's taxes would be 25%. And it would be retroactive to 2007. Everybody would jump up and down and say, wait a minute, hold on. You want to come back to me for money I made nine years ago, eight years ago, two years ago? I paid the tax in effect at that time. Now you're changing the rules. You're playing dirty pool. That's exactly what the FDA is doing and what they did. They're playing dirty pool. They're changing the rules midstream. And what they're trying to do is tie the predicate date to the date that the Tobacco Control Act went into effect, even though the cigar deeming regulation that went into effect by the FDA that they, they, they enacted came into existence on May 5th of this year. So everything that's happened the last nine years, they're ignoring. They're saying, we don't care. And what they also said is, because we've been talking about this the last four years, the industry should have known, so therefore we don't have a problem. I'm sorry. The FDA can talk about it all they want. It was nothing more than a proposal. Until a law is enacted, it means nothing. So the first thing that the cigar industry is going after is the predicate date, saying it is a violation of the Administrative Procedure Act. That is the first. And by the way, all the cigar companies right now, they are scrambling, scrambling to launch new brands, scrambling to show that their their cigars launched over the last nine years are substantially equivalent to cigars as of February 2007. It is an absolute disaster. They are the cigar manufacturers, have been doing nothing but meeting with lawyers. They've been locked up in offices. I know because I've talked to them that say the same thing. They're all ready to just get put their neck in a noose and hang themselves. It's that bad. Now, the second count that the industry is going after the FDA is user fees. Now, the FDA is a little sneaky. User fees. You pay for the right to be regulated by the FDA. Now, something very interesting. In addition to deeming cigars subject to the FDA's purview and regulation, they also are going after the smokeless, not the smokeless, the the vaping, the, the vape industry. The, what do they call those? Yeah, the, 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 uh, the electronic cigarettes, the e-cigarettes and the vaping, the vaping industry. So what they're saying is, <clears throat> under this new rule, we're going to re- regulate cigars and we're also going to regulate e-cigarettes and the vaping uh, industry. However, the only people that are going to pay user fees to pay for this bureaucracy is the cigar industry. Now, that is extremely unfair. Now, why on earth the FDA is doing it is beyond me. Well, we know why, because they don't care. They're not following law. They're not following due process. They don't give a damn. So the cigar industry will be on the hook for $60 million in user fees. Who do you think is going to pay for that? You and I, cigar consumers. Now, the cigar industry will probably suck up some of it as well. But $60 million, and then another industry 
that they now have the authority to regulate vaping and e-cigarettes, they're off the hook. They're freeloading. That's not how it works. So that's the second item up for bids, as they say, on The Price is Right. So in terms of that, they're going out against that because that is extremely unfair. That is against the law. Count three, again, user fees. It's a violation of the Fifth Amendment to the Constitution. And the final uh, rules, the user fee provisions violate plaintiffs' members' right to due process and equal protection. Again, there is no body that the, the cigar industry could appeal to. They couldn't appeal these regulations. They have no choice but to file this lawsuit. So the industry is asking a declaration that the FDA's final rule establishing user fees for newly deemed products violates the Fifth Amendment of the Constitution should be set aside. Now, count number four. This is very interesting. There is something called the RFA, the Regulatory Flexibility Act, and the Administrative Procedure Act, the APA. <clears throat> Excuse me. Now, under both of these rules, before any agency enacts a law, they have to do a cost-benefit analysis. They have to make sure that it's not unduly burdensome on a particular industry. Have to do a cost-benefit analysis. Well, in count four of this lawsuit, the FDA did not carry out a proper cost-benefit analysis. They violated the Regulatory Flexibility Act of 1995. Now, the FDA also admits that they violated something called the PRIA. Before any regulation is, any law or any, any new rules come into effect, there's something called the PRIA. And I want to find the exact definition for you. Again, as I said, reading through this 39 pages took me two hours, and then I read it again last night. It is called the Preliminary Regulatory Impact Analysis. I'll tell you, I've never seen, government has more of these acronyms. The more acronyms, the better these bureaucrats are. They love acronyms. They live for acronyms. More reason why we ought to take a nuclear bomb onto these, these bureaucrats, these agencies, and just wipe them out. Now, don't worry. I'm not saying we should take an, a, a nuclear bomb. Well, maybe I am. You know what? Now that I think about it, that wouldn't be a bad thing. Start fresh from Washington. A revolution every 200 years isn't a bad thing. I take that back. We should drop a nuke on, 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 not on, not on all the city of Washington, just the bureaucratic agencies. If we could devise a nuclear bomb that would just take out these bureaucratic agencies, life would be good. Oh, I know I'm going to get some backlash. Screw you. I don't care. That's the beautiful thing about an alpha male with giant nads of steel that's politically incorrect. I can take the abuse. I don't care. Criticize me all you want. I have no problem. If we could come up with a nuke that would just take out those bureaucratic agencies and the bureaucrats, believe me, I would be lighting the best victory cigar and popping the best bottle of booze you can find. Because after seeing what the FDA and these bureaucrats have done to this country, destroying this country, screwing the very people who pay their salaries and who pay their way and who fund the government, they look at us as if, as if we're criminals that we're the scourge of the earth, the scrounge of the earth, and that's not the case. But under the preliminary regulatory impact analysis, the FDA has to actually look and see how much this is going to cost the industry. Well, in many of the things that they were supposed to do, they said we can't even calculate a figure for that. So that is being challenged. Now, on count five, there's something called option two, which is what the initial FDA proposal looked at. And what it said was, very simply, 
We're going to give two options. Option one, we regulate the whole industry. Option two, do we do a carve-out for premium cigars? Well, the cigar industry is alleging that the FDA violated the Administrative Procedure Act because the FDA's treatment of premium cigars, their failure to consider option two, is arbitrary and capricious. Now, the last thing is warning labels. Now, there is a consent decree between the cigar Five or six of the largest cigar manufacturers and the Federal Trade Commission got to be now about 15 years ago, maybe longer, 16 years ago. They wanted warning labels. You'll see some of these warning labels. You'll hear them on some of the advertisements on the show. You know, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Uh, you know, cigars could result in stillbirths, you know, infants being, dying, all that nonsense. So there's already warning labels. And even companies that aren't a party to it, many of them, have put those labels on voluntarily. Well, the FDA wants to go further. They want 20% of the space of an ad to be a warning label or warning mention and 30% disclosure space for the two principal display areas for cigar boxes and including cellophane bands. So they want the warning labels on the cellophane bands, and it has to be 30% of the cellophane bands and 30% of the box. Now, cigars are artwork. Cigars, the, if you look at cigar boxes, they have gone through, it's over 100 years, it's been an incredible craft and art, and they want to destroy it. People today know, you know, you don't have to put a warning label on every single thing in this country. You know, you should know, that if you put a bag over your head, and you close it, and, you're, and you can't breathe, you're probably going to suffocate. Do we really need to put warning labels on those bags? Do we really need to put a warning label on a product saying if you use it in excess, it's not good for you? Do you want to go into the supermarket and put little warning labels on every piece of steak or hot dog saying, warning, consuming 700 hot dogs at one sitting could be hazardous to your health. Consuming 58 steaks in 20 minutes could be hazardous to your health. Do we not have any common sense in this country anymore? Do we need every damn bureaucrat to tell us what to do? They look at us like we are dumb ignoramuses. We are not. I will tell you, I am smarter than any damn government bureaucrat out there. I'll guarantee it. The government bureaucrats have never had to sign the front of a paycheck. I have. They sign the back, and they sit and look at their watch every day and say, oh, geez, I'm 13 minutes closer then uh, now to be able to retire and get my 22 years or 25 years or 20 years, whatever it is, and walk away with my fully funded pension. I used to live in the Baltimore, Washington area. I've seen these bureaucrats. They're like little robots. They go into work at 8.30, they leave at 4.30 or 5 o'clock, and they just count their life away till they can retire. That's their whole goal in life. The goal in life of the people that work in the cigar industry, the entrepreneurs, the executives, the retailers, the people in the media, myself. Our goal isn't to just fill time. Our goal is to talk about products. My, my, my end of things is to talk about products that people enjoy. I know that there are manufacturers that say, hey, how can we make a product that people will enjoy more or an accessory that people enjoy more? That's what they're about. If they don't make a, a product, a cigar or an accessory, that isn't good, that doesn't benefit the consumer, consumer won't buy it. But it just irritates me to no end. Warning labels. And then on count seven, 
violation of the First Amendment to the Constitution, the final rules, warning label requirements, impermissibly restrict free speech. Now, there's two other counts I'm not going to get into, but one of the things, a little provision of this FDA deeming regulation, this is unbelievable. If a tobacconist buys pipe tobacco, say they buy 20 different blends, and someone comes in and says, you know, I want to create my blend. Mr. Tobacconist, I would like you to take a half pound of Cavendish and a half pound of Buccaneer tobacco and a half pound of Tobacco X, and I want you to mix those. The tobacconist would be considered a tobacco manufacturer and would have to be subject to many of the same regulations that the FDA is subjecting the cigar industry. It is absurd. Now, again, I read this 39 pages, took me two hours, underlined it, and, uh, and read it again last night and skimmed it again this morning. I tried to make it simple, but it's not that simple. But the industry's case, they were very exacting and very detailed. And as I mentioned, whether or not you smoke cigars is irrelevant. In one way, shape, or form, your life has been impacted by bureaucrats that are out of control. You write your check to the IRS, whether it's through payroll deduction, through a quarterly payment. You're funding the government. You are the government. You are this country. You are a stockholder in this country. Stockholders should be treated with respect. Instead, we're treated like we are criminals. We are enemies. And who is this Mitch Zeller who oversees the Tobacco Control Division of the FDA, Mitch Zellett, this, this, uh, this attorney, who the hell gave him the divine right to tell him how we should live our lives? Who gave him the right to be able to look down on us because we enjoy a product that is legal? Who gave him the right to say that I'm going to make the lives of the employees, of entrepreneurs, of manufacturers miserable and I'm going to cost them millions and millions of dollars. Who in the hell gave him that right? He's not an elected official. But the FDA knew damn well that they had what they need because they are, they've got the deep pockets. They've got attorneys on their staff. And they knew what they did was not only illegal in violation of numerous acts, they didn't care. Because to Mitch Zeller and the bureaucrat losers of the FDA, the FUDA, they care about one thing. The ends justifies the means. The ends justify the means. What they want is absolute prohibition. Now, they know they legally can't say it, but through their actions, they demonstrated exactly what they want. You may not smoke cigars, but you consume soda. You consume juice. You consume steak. You consume coffee. You consume other foods. Guaranteed, they're coming after you. And if you don't think so, mark my words. I'm telling you, next hour, I'll tell you about this study now supposedly linking soda and sugar to gallbladder cancer. But when I tell you the numbers, you'll be flabbergasted because they're minuscule. It's a joke. The study's a joke. But that doesn't matter because the FDA and all these enemy of pleasure groups will use whatever whatever means are necessary including blatant fabrication and lying to advance their cause that's how sick these people are that's how pathetic these people are they don't deal in truth they deal in fiction and fantasy as long as it advances their goals just like the climate change people they don't care about truth Lieutenants, when we come back, Glenn Loop will be joining us from the Cigar Rights of America. I know I got long-winded, but this is critical. 
even for people that do not smoke cigars. The cigar industry versus the FDA, I am hoping that we win and we bury the FUDA into oblivion and we get back to being able to talk about cigars and enjoying the alpha male lifestyle, not dealing with bureaucratic bull you-know-what. We'll continue. The July selection for the Cigar Dave Officers Club is a Cornelius and Anthony sampler, including Cornelius. The Cornelius blend has a layered complexity with notes of both sweetness and spice. Cornelius by Cornelius and Anthony is a medium-bodied cigar with an Ecuadorian wrapper, Ecuadorian Habano binder, and Nicaraguan fillers. It's easy to join the Officers Club to have these cigars shipped directly to you. Just log on to CigarDave.com. This is Rocky Patel. I'm here with my brother Nish and my cousin Nimish, and we're talking cigars. Guess what? They want me to vote on what my favorite cigar is. It's tough, but I'm going to go with the Decade. I love it. It's rich, decadent, and smooth. Rocky, you know what? The Decade's a great cigar, but the 15th anniversary, that's the cigar. That celebrated your 15 years in business, and I got to tell you, it's my favorite. You know what, Nish and Rocky, you both are wrong. The best cigar is Freedom by Rocky Patel. This cigar delivers a lot of spice, a lot of flavor, and in my opinion, it's the best cigar we make. As usual, we can't agree. But guess what? There's a great cigar for everyone. I promise you, nobody works harder than we do to make you a great quality cigar. Come visit us at RockyPatel.com. Surgeon General Warning. Cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. As a cigar connoisseur, one of the pleasures that we derive is walking into our retailer's humidor and seeing the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. Nine years ago, I had the idea that I wanted to share great cigars with the cigar lieutenants. So, the Officers Club was born. Every month, you will receive three fantastic premium cigars direct to your door, shipped in a very dapper Officers Club customized Ziploc cigar pouch. $22.95 per month gets you the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. No long-term contracts. You can cancel whenever you want. You enjoy great cigars right to your door. Names like Perdomo, Diamond Crown, Brickhouse, San Latano, Rocky Patel, Torano, CAO, Avo, Camacho, Greycliff, and many more. Join the Officers Club today. Go to CigarDave.com, click on Officers Club, and for $22.95, you'll get the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. Enjoy the latest and greatest cigar shipped directly to you. Join the Cigar Dave Officers Club now, and you'll receive three premium cigars every month. Membership is just $22.95, including shipping and handling. Join by going to CigarDave.com now. That's CigarDave.com. Click on Officers Club. Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the water, presented by Rocky Patel Premium Cigars at Buffalo Riverworks. Get your tickets before they sell out at CigarDave.com. Yes, indeed, you will absolutely want to be there Saturday, August 13th. Going to be an absolutely magnificent day. We'll be launching the new Rocky Patel 55. Great cigar, 
huge alpha male buffet, samples of craft beers from Hamburg Brewing, including the General Dave's Alpha Male Ale, a special double IPA we brewed up. It's going to be fantastic. As well as some tastings of some great Jack Daniels, Gentleman Jack, Old Forster, Woodford Reserve, and the new Cooper's Craft. That is not available in New York State, but it will be available at uh, the Buffalo Alpha Pleasure Fest. Tickets are all VIP. Go to CigarDave.com. It's Saturday, August 13th, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m., the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the water. Buffalo Riverworks, downtown Buffalo. It will be a great day. Lieutenants, I went a little bit long. Glenn Loop will join us next hour. We'll conduct litation. Stand by. Much more action coming your way. Screw the FDA. The Cigar Dave Show podcast is presented by Diamond Crown. Sit back, relax, pour a drink, and light up a Diamond Crown as you begin the show with the general, Cigar Dave. This This is CCRN, the Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the cigar city of Tampa, Florida, U.S.A. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave. Well, one thing I can guarantee you, there will be no playing of Pokemon Go on the Cigar Dave show. In fact, if any of you alpha males even consider playing Pokemon Go, you are immediately subject to court-martial and you shall be dismissed as a member of the Alpha Army and you shall be relegated to being known as a wussified beta male. I don't know any alpha males that have a good life that play Pokemon Go. If you look at all these people playing Pokemon Go, especially the males, let's put it this way. The last time they've seen a naked woman, there was a an eight in the third digit of the year. And I'm being kind. No Pokemon Go here. It is Pokemon Stop. It is a no Pokemon area, period. In Command Center Alpha and Humidor 1A. Welcome back. Hour number two of the Cigar Dave Show. We have been, we spent the entire first hour talking about the cigar industry versus the FDA lawsuit filed yesterday. That important because the future of the cigar industry, the future of you being able to enjoy a cigar, depends on either one of two things one, success in this lawsuit. Two, legislative relief. And in a few minutes, we'll be talking with Glenn Loop of the Cigar Rights of America because there are two tracks. There's a dual track that the industry is following. One is legislative, and the other is legal. Legal is filed. Legislative is in the process. you got to keep all the balls juggled in the air. We must win. We cannot accept defeat. These bureaucrats are out of control. Now, because I talked so extensively... And went on. I sounded like Donald Trump almost uh, the first hour, rambling a little bit too long. And by the way, I caught, before the show here, I caught the uh, announcement of Mike Pence. Trump rambled for about 40 minutes before he even mentioned Pence. 
and Pence was very good. But Donald, you gotta get it. You gotta keep it light, bright, and tight. You can't keep going on with the rambling. It just gets a little bit too excessive. But I did not get a chance to conduct litation and libation maneuvers, and there is no way that I'm going to let the FDA or anyone else get in the way of enjoying a cigar and a libation. We have never not, in the 21-year history of this show, ever not had a cigar, litation, and libation ceremony. Today will not be that day. We will continue to enjoy it. So, Lieutenant Brian, without any further delay, please. With an unlimited and secure supply of pleasure sticks available for the general to enjoy, it's time for National Cigar Litation Maneuvers. Well, a number of months ago when I was down at Alec Bradley headquarters down in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, spent time with Ralph Montero and Alan Rubin and George Sosa. And before I left, they said, General, here, got to take a box of this, box of that. One of the cigars they gave me, one of the boxes was the Tempest Nicaragua. Beautiful cigar, magnificent, magnificent, oily, shiny, spicy jalapa wrapper from Nicaragua. Actually, it's funny. I was watching a video yesterday uh, on YouTube talking about some farms in Nicaragua, and it was a British narrator, British presenter, as they say, and he called it Nicaragua. So it's Nicaraguan. That's how Mick the Brit would say it, probably Nicaragua. But this is a Nicaraguan wrapper. The binder is a double Nicaraguan correction, Nicaraguan binder. And the filler is from three different growing regions in Nicaragua, as the British presenter said. I can't get over that. It was just funny because it's Nicaragua, not Nicaragua. But Esteli Condega Jalapa, three of the great fertile growing regions. It's a medium-bodied cigar. And, of course, when they said, General, what size do you want? I said, you know my favorite size, the Toro, 6x52. 20 count in a box. It's a beautiful cigar. Now, this cigar, if the FDA is allowed to have their way, there may be issues being able to keep uh, this cigar in production. But as of now, we are good to go. So this cigar, beautiful in the $7, $8 category, magnificent, medium, spicy, very, very earthy taste. That's what I will enjoy today. The Alec Bradley Tempest Nicaragua. Cigar-altering and highly sharpened leaf-exposing device. Self-sharpening double-edged stainless steel guillotine ready for action. Maximum BTU flame-throwing and heat-producing apparatus. Giant welding torch in my hand. It looks like a welding torch from the Cigar Dave R&D Laboratories. I've got this beautiful lock and load. Actually, they call it the welding torch. Giant. I mean, this thing weighs about two pounds. Huge tank multiple flames. You can hear that. That's what I will use today. Cigar, Cigar pre-lightation checklist complete. No faults detected. Area clear of all enemies of pleasure. Approval to go throttle up in three, two, one. Perfect cut on this Alec Bradley Tempest Nicaragua. Let me toast the foot of this cigar, taking my time. Yep. And as I take every puff, I'm going to be thinking about ways that the FDA should be pounded into oblivion. These clowns at the FUDA can't even secure, can't even assure the safety of dog treats from China, and they're worried about cigars? Go screw themselves. Let me now puff and rotate, taking my time. Oh, yeah. Oh, this is great. Great draw. Nice spice. Mm. 
That's one puff hoping the FDA goes to hell. Another puff that Mitch Zeller gets run over by a bus tomorrow. No, I should be nice. I shouldn't say that. Actually, I hope he gets run over by two buses. Every pick another puff. Here's hoping the entire FDA bureaucracy ends up getting sick on the very food that they cannot properly regulate and they can't come to work for the next 50 years. I know, I'm being mean. But you know what? This is a zero-sum game. I don't want to be nice to these pricks. I'm fed up with them, and I'm fed up with the bureaucrats, and every American is fed up, and that's why people have had enough. And that's why Donald Trump will be our next president, because he's going to give the big royal salute, hopefully, to these bureaucrats, because they have to be reined in. All right. Trigar is good. I need something to wash down the wonderful taste of this beautiful Alec Bradley Tempest Nicaragua. Without any further delay, Scotch, bourbon, and beer commence thirst-quenching libationary maneuvers. All right, I am pulling out a bottle from Master of Malt, a special single malt Scotch limited edition Islay that was custom bottled for me. Lieutenant Gary, Mrs. Harriman One, gave this to me for my birthday a number of years ago, and I only use it on special occasions. This is a special occasion. Because with this lawsuit, we are going to pound the FDA into oblivion and into submission. And we're not going to say, we're not going to let them up. When they say, Uncle, no, we're going to keep piling on. We're going to keep piling on and roll them over like a steam bulldozer. That's what we're going to do. You can tell I'm fired up, lieutenants. I've got I've got shades of General Patton running through my bloodstream right now. But this uh, specially marked, it says Cigar Day, the General America's Alpha Male Special Reserve. Let me pour a little bit here. Ooh, big, big, big peaty. A lot of peat on this. Very, very nice. I'll say cheers. Mm. Wow. You can, the aroma of peat prevalent on the nose. Very, very, very prevalent on the palate. Nice warmth. About an 8.75 on the Cigar Dave warmth factor. Outstanding. Lieutenants, when we come back, Glenn Loop. The president of the Cigar Rights of America will join us. We will talk about the specifics of the cigar industry versus FDA lawsuit. We'll get into some other areas, but suffice it to say, the war is on. You wanted the war, FDA? We're going to bring it right to you and shove it right up your ass. Download the Cigar Dave mobile app for Android, Kindle, and iOS so you can listen to the general anytime, anywhere. The Cigar Dave mobile app is presented by Diamond Crown. Search Cigar Dave in the App Store today. Okay, people, we've just been awarded the Brickhouse Ad Account. Now, this cigar was named Best Bargain Cigar of 2009 by Cigar Aficionado, got a 91 rating, plus it's the hottest cigar on the market. So, we need an award-winning slogan. He's a brick. How? What about, it's not your grandfather's cigar? Ah, it's been done. Next? How about good to the last draw? Ah, something original, people. You deserve a brick today? Who are you? Do you even work here? Excuse me, sir. Am I to understand that every Brickhouse cigar is built with all the flavor and quality of the premium cigars of yesteryear? Yesteryear? Really? That's right, Bixby. But yet costs around five bucks each. Indeed. Well, sir, people don't really need a slogan. They don't? No, sir. Then what do they need? Five bucks and a comfortable chair. 
five bucks and a comfortable chair genius meet the perfect cigar to share with friends Brickhouse by J.C. Newman handmade in Nicaragua with a fine Havana Subido wrapper Brickhouse starts out earthy and crisp and burns well rounded and smooth nothing stands the test of a good time like a Brickhouse for more visit BrickhouseCigars.com the brand new Cigar Dave mobile app for both iPhone and Android devices is finally out. If you go right now, either to the iTunes Store or the Google Play Store, search for Cigar Dave and download our brand new app. It allows you to listen to the show live on your mobile device. You can listen to all of our podcasts. The last 10 podcasts are always available. Cigar Dave Daily Briefings. Additionally, it gives you direct access within the app to our Twitter page, our Facebook page. We also have the ability for you to call the show during the show right from the app, as well as send me a text message and an email. We also put in a couple of bonus items. You can get a weather uh, uh, alert as well as an alarm clock. It is the brand-new Cigar Dave mobile app. You can listen to the Cigar Dave show anytime any place, anywhere. Go right now to the iTunes Store or Google Play Store and download the brand new Cigar Dave mobile app. Hi, this is Rocky Patel. If you're a beginner or if you just enjoy a great mild cigar like I do in the morning, I suggest you try the Vintage 99. This seven-year-old Connecticut wrapper delivers a creamy, mild, smooth flavor. It's very, very balanced on your palate and it absolutely is delightful. Tons of flavor, a perfect draw, and an incredible ash. This cigar is smooth. It will entice you to enjoying more and more of the Vintage 99s. It's just a nice, great, balanced, smooth cigar. Look for it, the oldest Connecticut shape in the market today. I'm Rocky Patel, and I promise you, nobody works harder than we do to make you a great quality cigar. Come visit us at RockyPatel.com. Surgeon General warning, cigar smoking can cause cancer and heart disease. What you are witnessing is real. The enemies of pleasure are going after your cigars. The cigar industry is fighting back as actual litigants with a case pending in a D.C. District Court case against the FDA. With the latest on the case, the General Cigar Dave. Well, as we have told you for the last well, a little bit over hour, the cigar industry said enough's enough. The FDA is not going to roll over. The boutiques, the, the retailers, the manufacturers, the growers, people associated with the industry. And joining us now is Glenn Loop, the executive director of the Cigar Rights of America, one of the three parties, industry parties, that joined together along with the Cigar Association of America and the International Premium Cigar and Pipe Retailers Association. And Glenn, I am thrilled that this lawsuit was filed and it was filed together with all three appropriate industry groups lockstep in unison, walking into the court and filing it together. Well, thanks, Dave. Uh, You're absolutely right. And the unity of this is one of the most resounding outcomes 
of this entire process. It was a series of meetings in Washington, D.C., between the three organizations, between the three boards of directors. Uh, you know, Pete, you can't make a $1.5 million decision is the number you put out, which is completely accurate, uh, in the course of a, of a whim. And so those deliberations took place. Three teams of lawyers came up with this document that you have very, very eloquently walked uh, your listeners through. When you've got three teams of lawyers, three organizations, very diverse organizations, three different constituencies, if you will, you come together in a format like this, it does end up sending a resounding message. Glenn, I want to talk about the first item uh, on the legislation or or in the lawsuit that, that was challenged, and that is the predicate date. And that is a very complicated area, and I want to have you spell that out because the significance of that, that alone could destroy the cigar industry. Forget the user fees and everything else, but the predicate date was so arbitrary, and I want you to go through that so that our our listeners and our lieutenants understand exactly what that means and, and how that relates to the ability for cigar manufacturers to continue. Because this predicate date is so onerous, there may not be any new brands or, or blends released after August of this year. Well, you're exactly right. And I call the predicate date issue the great equalizer in this industry and, and the great equalizer in this lawsuit. And by that, I mean that that's the piece that protects everybody from the ultra boutique manufacturer to the large multinational co- corporation. It, it may be a company that produces 25, 50, 100,000 cigars per year. And it equalizes the playing field with those making millions and millions of cigars a year. That February 15, 2007, just to reiterate the the deep, deep thought, and I say that as facetiously as you possibly could, that went into that date was to commemorate the date, the introduction of the Tobacco Control Act. Honestly, I can't wait for to, to read a federal judge opinion on what they think of that date. And to subject premium handmade cigars to a, this nine-year window and you think about all the great cigars that, that you and I have smoked and your listeners have smoked in, since February of 2007. I, on your break, I was thinking about this analogy. You had an ad there for, for uh, Cornelius and Anthony, produced by a great Virginia family, Stephen Bailey and their family in Virginia. And then you had an ad for Rocky. This protects everybody between those two spans where the Bailey company with, with Cornelius and Anthony just came out. This will be their first major IPCPR trade show, and they're going to be penalized just like anybody else. By changing this date and pointing out to the court how arbitrary this is protects that level of company as well as the much, much larger companies. Uh, it, it To subject a cigar, which is still the wrapper, the binder, and a filler, and nothing fundamentally changes, and here's the operative terminology. There's no intentional chemical manipulation of that product. When, when these great cigar makers produce a cigar, their first thought versus the FDA, their first thought is not how to jack up the nicotine. Their first thought is how do I make a great tasting cigar? And that's the difference between the FDA approach and a cigar maker's approach. And that's what this does. This, this predicate date changed to the time of the final rule. And that's the that's what the court ought to be considering is imposing it to the time of the final rule while we're trying to mitigate the damage of the regulations themselves is critical for all segments of the industry. Well, and and when you think about this and I I, the case, the example I used is if 
all of a sudden the IRS said you've been paying at a 10% tax rate for the last nine right, years right. and came out today and said, oh, by the way, now we're going to go and make retroactively make it to 25% and you got to pay all those back years. It's absurd. And, and when the FDA's argument is, well, the industry should have known because we've been talking about this for the last four years. Well, what about the previous five years before that? It is just arbitrary, and I believe that will be thrown out. Now, the other thing I want to talk about is the cost-benefit analysis, because <laughs> every single regulation, before a rule is enacted, every federal agency must go through a strict process to make sure that the, the financial impact on an industry is mitigated. The FDA didn't do that at all. No. You're absolutely right. And we think this is where the White House Office of Management and Budget probably lost the debate. We know that there's no way that they could have conducted an objective economic impact analysis and come out with this level of rule. Uh, as as the, the lawsuit points out, they treated those products that were told by Congress to regulate, i.e. cigarettes and smokeless, treats them much more leniently, actually, than the, than the premium cigar industry. They dropped this rule on May the 5th. Then they tell you you've got by August 8th to crank out the product. And plus... In terms of that, we know the economics of cigarettes and smokeless are not what the economics of premium handmade cigars are. So the cost of the rule, which just the user fees alone you mentioned, this could suck $60 million out of the South Florida economy. It could take much more of that out of the industry as a whole once you calculate in the compliance costs. And the unknown testing costs. We haven't even got into the testing question, where we don't know what constituents they're going to compel the industry to test for. It could be up to $21,000 a skew. That's per size. Or if they say you have to test for 91 different constituents, it could be up to $100,000 a skew just to conduct the testing on this. And what's crazy is the laboratories don't even know. They're going to start compelling this type of testing and analysis and submission of, of compliance to the agency in 2017-18. And the testing laboratories can't even tell us definitively because every piece of equipment they've got is made for cigarettes and not cigars. So, Glenn, we, we're going to keep, we've got a special page at CigarDave.com we've created that will keep everybody abreast. And obviously, we're going to keep people informed. What is the timetable? Give us an idea of the procedure, the process, the timetable for this lawsuit. Well, I'm glad you asked that because we've you have to follow what's been happening so far with the e-cigarette industry to try to get a grasp of that. The, the judge in the D.C. Circuit just recently consolidated those complaints into one suit. They will submit their brief. What's interesting is that the judge, uh, Berman, has, has called for the FDA to respond to their suit by October, I mean, I'm sorry, by August 16th, and to conduct a hearing on October the 19th. So uh, that's a pretty fast timetable, but it could take up to a year to get this work through the entire judicial process. And I know that there's also a legislative track that I've talked about. I'll get to that next week. But Glenn, critical. we have to critical. We're going to keep the fight up. We're not going to uh, to just roll over. We fired our missiles, and we've got more to come. Glenn Loop of the CRA, I thank you for joining us. Thank you, sir. All right, lieutenants, we cannot let up. This is not just about the cigar industry. This is about freedom. Our founding forefathers didn't want us to be overregulated. No way. Coming up, Rich Krudick of Davidoff USA will join us. We had a chance to speak with him a few weeks ago. The new Davidoff. Yamasa, Dominican cigar coming out. It's a beautiful stick. We'll talk with him. Don't forget, Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest, Saturday, August 13th in Buffalo, CigarDave.com. 
The 2016 Alpha Pleasure Fest on the Water is set for Saturday, August 13th at Buffalo Riverworks in the Western New York Theater of Operations. This day of Alpha Male Pleasure Maneuvers is presented by Rocky Patel Premium Cigars and includes delicious food, great libations from Jack Daniels and Hamburg Brewing, and premium cigars from Rocky Patel. Get your tickets now for the 2016 Alpha Pleasure Fest on the Water at CigarDave.com. Alpha is a big event taking place in the Buffalo Theater of Operations, Saturday, August 13th, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. It is the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the Water, one of the great events of the year at the Buffalo Riverworks downtown Buffalo. This is an all-inclusive VIP ticketed event. From the time you walk in into the time you leave, you will enjoy great cigars, including six premium Rocky Patel cigars, including the new Rocky Patel 55th making its worldwide debut. We'll have a full Alpha Lunch Buffet, including Salem Smokehouse Buffalo Dogs, a carnivore carving station, paella with meat and seafood. It's going to be fantastic. You will have drinks, including five different craft beers from Hamburg Brewing. We will have samples of Woodford Reserve, Old Forster, Jack Daniels. You'll get a commemorative gift. Go to CigarDave.com. Get your tickets now. The Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the water, Saturday, August 13th, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Buffalo Riverworks in Buffalo. We will see you there. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show. If you'd like to join the Alpha Male Conversational Maneuvers, call me during the live show, Saturdays 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Time at 877-DAVE-007. That's Saturdays 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Time at 877-328-3007. Rich Krudik of Davidoff, North America, will join us in just a few minutes. We'll be talking about the new Davidoff Yamasa, a magnificent cigar. I have enjoyed these samples I have received, but it is hard to believe. I cannot believe. I'm looking at the calendar here, and as we look right now, we are one, two, three, exactly four weeks away from the 2016 Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the water at Buffalo Riverworks downtown Buffalo. This will be a magnificent event. We're at a new venue. If you have not uh, been to Buffalo Riverworks, if you're listening to us on our affiliate in Buffalo, 930 WBEN, or anywhere across the country, Buffalo is undergoing a huge, huge renaissance. You need to be there because we will be launching the brand new Rocky Patel 55. This is to commemorate Rocky's 55th birthday. Great cigar. I've had numerous samples. You will love it. Rocky is very excited about it. Everybody attending the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest. It is an all-VIP event. You will receive six premium Rocky Patel cigars, including the Rocky Patel 55, a full Alpha lunch buffet from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m., including mini fish Rubens and Salem Smokehouse Buffalo hot dogs. We've got 
pasta. We got a carnivore carving station. Uh, we've got a beautiful meat and seafood paella. You'll get samplings of incredible beers from Hamburg Brewing, some great samplings of some bourbons from Brown Foreman. You get a nice gift as you walk in. It's a great day. 10 a.m. to 3 p.m., the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the water, Buffalo Riverworks, Saturday, August 13th. Go to CigarDave.com right now for tickets. Tickets are limited. Don't call me and say you can't get tickets the week before. Go right now to CigarDave.com. And now we'll join with Rich Krudick of Davidoff. And we welcome you back. We are conducting cigar tasting and experimentation maneuvers from the Davidoff of Geneva Store Lounge in the Cigar City. For this segment, joining us is Rich Krudick, VP of Marketing for Davidoff North America. And Rich, you have been a very busy man the last number of years, starting with Davidoff Nicaragua, Davidoff Escurio. And now you've got, and I know I'm missing something at Winston Churchill. I'm missing somewhere. I know there's one I'm going to be missing. But the Davidoff Yamasa, Y-A-M-A-S-A. That is something you've been working on for almost 20 years, a type of cigar tobacco that Hanky Kellner in the Dominican Republic, Master Blender, has been working on and just launched, or I should say just announced, but it will be launched officially at the Cigar Retailers Convention and available the end of July. Beautiful-looking stick, double band. Tell me about it. Yeah, when we talk about Yamasa, we use three words, dare, dream, and discover, because it's been a dream of Henke Kellner to grow in this region of Yamasa in the Dominican Republic. And what Yamasa is known for, it's known for being a swampland, an unforgiven soil. But it's been Henke's dream, he saw potential there to grow tobacco. So he went there, and it's been 20 years in the making, and he's tried and tried and tested and tested, and uh, he's finally gotten the tobacco to a place in the last few years where we can start cultivating. Yamasa has been used in a few other of our products, namely uh, Puro de Oro, some of our limited editions. But now it's reached a point of excellence where he's ready to launch it under its own name of Yamasa. And one thing about Hanky, he knows tobacco. I mean, and what's amazing, you go see his uh, Kellner scale of strength. And there can be a, a farm right across the street from each other, and they have different characteristics. So Hanky knows the land. He knows the differences. And one of the things that... that Hans Christian Oishgard, your chairman, your worldwide chairman, has done is really get Hanky to think outside the Dominican Republic box and try new things and experiment. Because at one time, Davidoff was known just really as, you know, mild, mild, medium cigar. And HK came in and said, no, it's about a, a lifestyle. It's, it's an attitude. And it's not just mild. We should, shouldn't be afraid to experiment and dare to dream. And that's exactly what Yamasa has done. Yeah, I mean, going back five years ago, really our innovation broke with uh, Davidoff Nicaragua, as you described. But yeah, Hans Christian came in and said, you know, uh, Davidoff is a brand that should provide taste experiences and profiles for every, for every cigar smoker out there. We shouldn't just be providing things for uh, mild, medium-bodied cigars, but also for full-bodied and, and, uh, and uh, more strength. Now, I'm looking at the brand new box. And by the way, I love the black Davidoff label. And then it's got the Yamasa. And you started this trend with a second, simple, elegant label. You had Nicaragua. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, Escurio, yes. which uses a Brazilian, uh, uh, some Brazilian tobaccos. And now you've got Yamasa, and there is a silver and red star. What does that sig signify? That signifies the uh, dare, dream, and discovery we were talking about. You know, a lot of times... Um you think about the innovators out there, you think about Elon Musk, you think about Steve Jobs. You know, sometimes they look to the stars, they look to the sky and they dream and they come up with something impossible that no one's thought of. And that's kind of how we tie it back to Yamasa and Henke's dream of growing in this region. Now, it's interesting, the Davidoff Yamasa now is going to combine 
Tobacos, not only from the Dominican Republic, from the uh, Yamasa region, the wrapper and binder, but also from Nicaragua. So that's another thing that Hanke initially resisted, but now he's fully embraced. Hey, we know um, that Nicaragua is one of the major growing regions uh, in the world, and also from imports and uh, other statistics, we know that it's actually catching up to the Dominican Republic. Especially in the U.S., I think there's a, a strong market and, uh, and taste palette demand for Nicaraguan tobacco. And uh, this is an element we want to put in there to kind of satisfy our consumer base. So when we talk about the Davidoff Yamasa, you combine the spice and sweetness of the Nicaraguan Esteli and Condega tobaccos with some Dominican Piloto and Mejorado, which is, I think, probably what he's growing in that Yamasa region, which is a little bit fuller flavor than a Piloto, correct? Agreed. I mean, it's the cigar has this deep and complex body that kind of reveals itself throughout the smoke. It has uh, kind of spices, coffee, cedar, wood, notes, black pepper. It's going to really stimulate the taste buds. And it's funny you say stimulate the taste buds because one thing Hanky uses the term, he goes, palate stimulation. And whenever you ask Hanky, Hendrik Kellner, the master blender for Davidoff, about the flavor, the taste, he breaks it down to palate stimulation, to aroma, He's got all these different numbers that he uses, and he's very precise. But the one thing he always talks about is palate stimulation. What part of your palate's going to be stimulated by the wrapper, by the filler, by the binder? Is it going to be sweet? Is it going to be uh, spicy? Is it going to be peppery? And Henke's one of the probably the best men in the world that knows how to really combine it to get that optimal palate stimulation. Yeah, when he blends, it's all about stimulation. Some people think it's like a chef. You have your recipe, and every time you go year after year, you're just fulfilling your recipe. The same ingredients, the same amount. But tobacco is a natural product. There's so many variations. You have climate, you have soil, you have pH. So when Henke goes and blends even some of our classic cigars, like a Special R, the blend year over year from a formula standpoint isn't exact, but the Henke measures it how it stimulates the palate. And that stimulation is what gives us our consistency over time. Rich, you know, I think back to, I've been doing the show, next week will be 21 years. Uh, or actually, uh, what was it? Uh, yeah, uh, yesterday, actually, yeah, yesterday, 21 years. And when I think about Davidoff, the change just in the last, really, four or five years since Hans Christian Oishgard came aboard as the worldwide chairman, Jim Young became the president of Davidoff North America, the incredible change from a company that was very staid and never really introduced a lot of new products to now being a market leader in new unique products that have just taken off, it really is an incredible transformation that has been made that really starts with HK and goes all the way down. Yeah, I mean, Davidoff has a, a tremendous history, starting with uh, Zeno Davidoff's family, Zeno the man, and Dr. Schneider. And the, uh, these guys brought tremendous innovation to our industry. You know, Zeno is credited with the first walk-in retail humidor, the first desktop humidor, the bullet cutter, and the list goes on and on. And uh, over time, I think we got a little, uh, we got a little stale. We were kind of resting on our, our old past uh, wins. And it came time that it was time to kind of grab hold of the innovation ring in the industry again. And uh, we marched forward. Like I said, it started with uh, Nicaragua. Then it went to uh, Winston Churchill, Oscurio, Yamasa, and not to mention all our beautiful limited editions like the Chinese Zodiac, which is a massive hit every year. Right. And uh, what was it? It was the year of the monkey. What was it this year? Uh, was it last year? Uh, year of the monkey is the current year, but in November we'll be launching uh, Year of the Rooster. Year of the Rooster. All right, so there's always something new, and I, you know, I, I wonder, I always think, what would Zeno Davidoff, if he came today, what would he think? And I'll tell you, I really believe he would be thrilled to see 
Number one, the number of people now that are enjoying cigars, that are enjoying the lifestyle, but also the different blends and complexities of the blends that have been released. I think he would love that. Some people say, well, maybe he's a purist. I don't think so. I think he's the kind of, was the kind of gentleman that said, I like the fact that people are enjoying themselves because that's what it's all about first and foremost. For, uh, there's, I have video footage of Zeno almost giving that same exact message. And actually, Zeno was one of the first, uh, he was the first uh, cigar connoisseur to kind of make the direct equation to uh, wine and cigar. So they're very similar in how you age over time. And uh, I actually have beautiful footage of him talking to one of the barons talking about how uh, cigars are just like wine. And one of the barons says, isn't all the cigars the same? He says, no, 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 no. It's like chalk and cheese. They're, they're all very different depending on where it is. Absolutely. And now in terms of the Yamasa, you're coming out with uh, the standard sizes, including a Petit Churchill, which is very interesting, a 4 by 50 And you've really kind of, uh, most of the lines have come out with that smaller size. And I think especially in the northern climates, in the winter when it's colder, you want to have a cigar, but you don't want to go out and have a double Corona or a giant Toro or a Magnum. That Petite Churchill's gives you the flavor with a nice 50 ring gauge and the right size so that you can enjoy it without feeling guilty about having to put it out. Totally. I mean, we call it short pleasures. There's times, even in Florida right now, as you described, uh, you know, it's 90 degrees with high humidity. Do we really want to be outside for the next hour and a half, two hours? But also we have to remember that Davidoff is a, a global company. And the short sizes uh, are, are very, very popular in other parts of the world, especially in Europe. And you also have a Robusto 5x50, which is a standard. A Pyramid 6.5x52, uh, which is a beautiful Figurato. And then, of course, the 6x52 Toro, which is a classic. And when you look at Davidoff's, the original series, the sizes, how much smaller they were than today. And you used to have, you know, what, 20, 30 different sizes now? Really, it's three, four sizes, five sizes you have to have, and you're good to go. That's right. I mean, even if you just look at the industry, we know the top-selling shape across all brands is pretty much a Toro. Uh, then you have your Robustos. you got 6x60s that are mainstays now. So it's not rocket science. We know what shapes guys like. And when you think about it, the Toro's not that old. I think the Toro's only about 10 years old really? in terms of size. Sure. Absolutely. I mean, when you think about it, what were the big size? When I started the show, the big sizes were Lonsdale, mm -hmm. about a 6 and 3 quarters by 44, 46. You had the double Corona. You had the church, certainly the Robusto. But you didn't see, for example, you would rarely see a small cigar, a Petit Churchill with a 50 ring gauge. You'd have a 4 by maybe 38 or a 4 by 40. So it's interesting how it's changed. But now the Toro, which is my favorite size, because you get that nice big ring gauge where you can have a lot of fillers and it's a nice length. It's not too big, not too small. I like a little bit more than a Robusto in that extra inch. They say an inch doesn't make a difference. <laughs> oh, yes, it does. I mean, if you look even like a Davidoff Classic at Grand Cru, I mean, traditionally they've been those older sizes of uh, Lonsdale's Coronas. But I'm going to say it here first on the Cigar Dave show because we haven't officially announced it, but at the trade show, we're also going to add some new sizes to our classic lines, which we haven't done in a long time. Larger ring gauge size cigars. So a to an official Toro shape in our, in our Davidoff nice. Classic. And our Grand Cru, which has been traditionally Corona shapes, uh, we're going to add a Toro and a Robusto size. And again, those cigars are still extremely popular. People still love the mild, mild, medium complexity. And I've got a friend who just buys the, the, the regular. He likes the, uh, the original. He likes the smaller you know, size. He buys them at one box every week. Same thing. And I'm like, you know, y'all really ought to try the Nicaragua. No, 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 no. This is what I like. And you have many people around the world that still enjoy that nice, mild, medium-flavored cigar that has been a hit for 
what, 30 years? At least. I mean, just like when we were talking earlier about the, uh, about the spirits, it's what you like. Right. It, it's all about your preference, you know, what your taste palette is, your, your size preference. But what you like is what you like. The Cigar Dave Officers Club selection this month is a Cornelius and Anthony sampler, including the Daddy Mac. The Daddy Mac is a medium to full-bodied cigar with a layered complexity of sweetness and spice that dances on the palate. The Cornelius and Anthony Daddy Mac has a Brazilian wrapper, Ecuadorian binder, and Nicaraguan filler. Not a member of the Officers Club? Get these premium cigars shipped directly to you every month by signing up today at CigarDave.com. In 1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Traditional line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. In the fertile fields of the Connecticut River Valley, there is still one cigar brand who grows their own Connecticut shade wrappers. Monte Cristo. Prized for its unique silky texture, this exquisite tobacco has now been used to craft a cigar worthy of its name, the Monte Cristo White Vintage Connecticut. Building on the legacy of the beloved Monte Cristo White series, this excellent medium to full-bodied cigar is rich, flavorful, and complex. Crafted with only the finest vintage 2008 wrapper leaves, the Monte Cristo White Vintage Connecticut Cigar has subtle notes of spices, vanilla, and hazelnuts. Packaged in a gorgeous handcrafted box, these exceptional cigars are available now at your local tobacconist. Pick up a Monte Cristo White Vintage today and experience the spirit of the valley. Surgeon General Warning. Cigar smoking can cause cancers of the mouth and throat, even if you do not inhale. Enjoy the latest and greatest cigars shipped directly to you. Join the Cigar Dave Officers Club now, and you'll receive three premium cigars every month. Membership is just $22.95, including shipping and handling. Join by going to CigarDave.com now. That's CigarDave.com. Click on Officers Club. And we welcome you back. We are conducting Cigar 
tasting and experimentation maneuvers from the Davidoff of Geneva Store Lounge in the Cigar City. For this segment, joining us is Rich Krudick, VP of Marketing for Davidoff North America. And Rich, one of the things that we, we hate to talk about is the FUDA, as I refer to them. And I know I was at an industry meeting with Jim Young, oh geez, about three weeks ago. And certainly every manufacturer is starting to adapt to that. I'm sure you've been swamped. How have you, give us an idea of what you've had to go through uh, with this regulation coming fast and furious that really the industry didn't get any lead time on. They were told they had 90 days to start complying. Tell me what's been going on behind the scenes, how you've had to adapt and adjust. Well, I can tell you from a, a, a personal perspective, uh, I'm, I'm the VP of marketing for Davidoff, so usually this time I'm prepping for the show, making sure all, all our uh, marketing initiatives are, are, are like a well-oiled machine. And I've, I've been transformed from a, a marketing executive to a, a compliance officer. And I've been spending uh, the last, uh, you know, what has it been, month and a half, two months, trying May, to... May, what was it, May 5th? Yeah, trying to figure out, uh, you know, what's going to be grandfathered, what we're going to have to, what's going to be substantially equivalent, uh, how we're going to innovate in the future after we uh, understand our new reality. And yeah, the frustrating thing, as you know, is that uh, the, there's still no guidelines to what is substantially equivalent or what... So they've put these rules out with no kind of, uh, with no backing of what they mean. So everything's up for interpretation. Typical government bureaucrats where we take an industry that's been innovative, people enjoy the product, kids are not, are not enjoying this, people do not smoke cigars for the nicotine. It has been an adult-only hobby, just like wine. You don't see people going out and buying a bottle of Opus One and downing it all in one shot. No, they savor it. So... Unfortunately, the bureaucrats, I believe, just to them, they want prohibition, regardless of the fact that cigars are consumed by adults and in moderation. And you're right, compliance officer, when you'd love to be talking about new products and developing new products, products that people enjoy. Nobody's forcing someone to walk into a humidor. Nobody's forcing someone to smoke a cigar. These are products that people enjoy in moderation, not in excess. Of course. I mean, even from uh, my perspective at Davidoff, our, our cigars are, you know, we sell, I have Oro Blanco that sells for $500 a stick. I don't see anyone under the age of 18 coming to, to drop down $500 for a stick. Maybe that's the extreme example, but even our regular things, I don't see anyone, I don't see a 17-year-old or a 16-year-old coming in and dropping $20 for a stick. We yeah, don't the, market towards them. Right, and the, the analogy I use is when people get off an airplane, if they're cigarette smokers, you know, you get off in Atlanta, they run to the, the smoking area to have a, cigar, a cigarette. How many times do you see people running off an airplane to go light a cigar? Never. 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 It's, all, it's, all, it's all pleasure. Uh, I've, I've never, I, I know um, consumers and, and some of my colleagues, you know, they, they may smoke five, six cigars a day, but that's out of pleasure, not out of need or addiction. Right, exactly. So certainly Davidoff's been busy. You've got the Davidoff Yamasa, the uh, new Avo, which, uh, I, the Fogata, which is absolutely, Avo Nicaragua Fogata, which is off the charts magnificent. And of course, Dylan Austin, your, uh, your compadre over on the Camacho side. And now Avo as well, with some shifting. Now you're handling a lot of these stores and the lounges. And so SD DuPont. SD DuPont, so you've switched things off. Yeah. But the, uh, the new Power Blend by Camacho has been off the charts as well. And all the cigars, a lot of flavor, but very, very smooth, very balanced, very well done. Yeah, I mean, you know, we just talked about Davidoff innovation, but Camacho and Avo have also been on a roll the last uh, three, four years. And... Um, you know, I won't release any numbers, but let's put it this way. Our growth over the last five years has been tremendous, not only from the company, but these individual brands. I'm sure uh, 
some of my competition would be jealous. No doubt about it. And again, quite, quite a change from before. I, I call it BHK, before Hans Christian <laughs> and after Hans Christian, AHK, the chairman, who not only is uh, just a very forward-thinking executive, but he's a hell of a great guy also. We all shared a dinner. We went to uh, just a great place uh, here in the Cigar City. That Great Lebanese food, great um, uh, uh, Biblos Cafe, where you could also smoke cigars. Mm -hmm. We smoked cigars. It was a wonderful evening. And that's what time beautifully filled. That's exactly what we did. We had cigars, great conversation, a lot of laughs. And that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. And I think uh, what some people may not know about the company Davidoff is that it's still a family-owned company. We're not traded publicly. We don't have uh, big shareholders to answer to. So even though uh, people view us as a large company, we're still family-owned. And the family members have even worked here in the United States that's for right. us. That's right. And I think that translates into the, uh, the personalities of our executives, of people like Hans Christian and Jim Young. Very personable. And you don't get the ultra-corporate... Uh, uh, demeanor that you may get from from some other executives right and I should also say Jim very active on the regulation front and on the lobbying front with both the Cigar Association of America and the Cigar Rights of America so and he's also on the IPCPR board as a manufacturer's uh, representative so he's very active and I know he'd rather be spending his time talking about new blends and new cigars and new lounges new stores but it's the reality but we will overcome and hopefully we will beat them either in court or in Congress, That's one right. of the two. Rich Krudik of Davidoff USA talking about the Davidoff Yamasa and some of the other great cigars in their lineup. They have been on an absolute roll. Lieutenants, the first salvo has been fired today, or actually on Thursday, against the FDA. We will keep our fingers crossed. We have the law on our side, and let's hope we can overturn the onerous unreasonable regulations that the FDA has imposed upon the cigar industry. And as I said, beginning of this show, even if you don't like cigars, they are coming after you. Don't forget, one month from today, four weeks, Cigar Day Valpo Pleasure Fest on the water, presented by Rocky Patel, Saturday, August 13th, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m., Buffalo Riverworks. Tickets to CigarDave.com. Cigar Dave, the general saying, may our humidor always be full, may our cutter always be sharp, may our ash be extra, extra long, separate delictatio. Always pleasure, long live the alpha, and screw the F-U-D-A.